Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Journal. I'm your host, John Curley, the ghost, the host with the ghost, your ghost host. Tonight, got a special for you, everybody. We got a real good one tonight. We're going to have Psychic Kids on with uh, Chris, the mother, and Cassidy, the psychic child. We're also going to have Scott Schumas with uh, what's it, Schrodinger's Ghost. Scott is a uh, paranormal investigator that goes around the country investigating haunted locations, which is pretty cool. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking about a few things. Um, we're going to have Cassidy on talking about her uh, psychic abilities and uh, some of the darker stuff that she has encountered with the with her uh, psychic abilities and talking with her mom, Chris, at the same time um, and get a try to get a light on what's uh, what's going on with uh, this uh, psychic abilities. So uh, we'll wait for them to call in. They will be calling in shortly here and uh, we're going to be talking with them. So, I believe that Cassidy and Chris were at the Halderman Mansion. I believe they shot their episode on Psychic Kids uh, at the Halderman Mansion, which I investigated myself, and it's pretty haunted location. So, Chris, you there? Hi. Can you hear us? Hey. Yep, I can hear you. Cassidy there with you? Yep. Yep. Hi, Cassidy. Hi. How are you? Uh, very nervous, but... Nervous? Ah, uh, nothing to be nervous about. <laughs> it's just, just I've like... I've never done something like this. Uh, how old are you now? Uh, 14. 14. So when did you first start experiencing your uh, psychic abilities? My parents said, like, done stuff my entire life, but when I first started noticing things... I was probably around seven. About seven years old. Wow. What was like one of the first things you noticed? Just weird things going on. I could hear like footsteps and stuff, and, but there's nobody around. And this might sound weird, but I've memorized everybody's footsteps. I know who's walking past my room and who's walking in my room, but I'd hear footsteps that didn't match anybody's footsteps in it. It was just weird. Did you hear any, like, voices or anything like that? I'd rather not. So normally I block that out, but sometimes I do. <clears throat> what, uh, I what, what kind of things do you, do they say to you? Do they like, say your name or they try to give you a message? or? No, the only time I really allow it is when I'm in a location. I allow them to answer the questions like, if they don't know how to use some of the paranormal gear, I'll allow them to answer to me, and then I'll say it out loud. Okay, so you were on an episode of uh, Psychic Kids with Chip Coffee, right? Chip wasn't on our season. Um, oh, he wasn't on your season? No, Who was on your season? Did, when they did the reboot, they brought the kids that were mentored by Chip and the other mentors in to mentor the kids from our season. Oh, Our mentors okay. were psychic kids on the first three seasons. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't see that uh, the reboot on it. I know um, that Chip was involved with the other uh, psychic kid episodes. Yeah, um, I don't know why they didn't have him back on this one. I think there was just they couldn't come to an agreement. 
as yeah, that's usually. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess money is always involved with something when it comes to television, you know. So. Yeah, and, and many other things too. I mean, oh, schedules yeah. and commitments and things. So, who knows what really happened there? They didn't explain it to us. So, tell us a little bit about uh, your case exactly. How you got involved with uh, what really started all this? Well, I. I mean, I noticed Cassidy had abilities from birth. I mean, as a baby, she was talking to the ceiling. She's laughing, giggling like she would with us to like nobody there. So by the time she was seven, she came to me and said that, Mom, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I've been going through this. And she was really scared to tell me. And uh, I was just waiting for it. I knew, I knew someday she would tell us what we already knew. Um, and then by 11... It's almost like I couldn't really teach her anymore. Like her gifts are way stronger than mine. So when I had just started an Instagram page and posted a video of her carving a pumpkin and put psychic kid on there because you could kind of see little things floating by in the video, like someone was with her. And then uh, somebody who worked as a, I guess, talent scout or something for these TV shows. I forget what they're called. Um, somebody who does like open casting calls and goes out and looks for people to be on shows, um, liked her picture. And I noticed they were going to be filming some show about kids with psychic abilities. So I'm like, Hey, what's this about? And, um, you go through all the paperwork and interviews and stuff. And they decided they wanted to have her on the show. So then it was up to Cassidy. Do you want to do it? And she's like, yes, I, I definitely do. So then they kept asking us, you know, is your, what's going on in your house? Tell us about your house haunting. And it kept saying, our house is not haunted. Our house is not haunted. And Cassie kept saying, yes, it is, mom. There's something in my room bothering me. And I said, come on, I have abilities. If something were in our house, I'd know. Darn if I was wrong. There's always something to learn in the paranormal. Oh, yeah. Um, and... What was really bothering her as soon as we signed that paperwork and they knew people were coming here, started to act up real bad. Now let Cassidy tell you about some of the more terrifying instances, but you know, when you have something really negative in your house and they find out somebody's coming to get rid of them, they kind of have a little hissy fit sometimes, like a temper tantrum, and the activity starts to increase. And that's what happened in the month leading up before the film crew even arrived is kind of trying to get us to back out of this idea and scare us out of it. So Cassie can tell you what happened to her leading up to and then during the filming with this, oh, yeah, this entity that was haunting her in her room. So what do you what, what kind of entity do you think it was like demonic or or a negative like spirit or it was definitely at least evil in some way i know you're not a big fan of the word demon but i'd say you know it, it was close and if it was maybe it was like a low level it's not like there was blood dripping down the walls or head spinning or anything but it wasn't pleasant it was no, i mean I, I i don't not believe in demons i just never ever seen any proof of them i'm like I'm, I'm a catholic so i believe in god so if there's a god there's got to be a, a devil you know so I do believe in God, so um, could there be a devil, demon? Sure, you know. I, I just never those. seen it. It had the methods of operation of a demon that just trying to ruin your life and break you down and just uh, raise holy hell and 
personally, I kind of think that there's a multitude of reasons you can be affected by a demon. Sometimes it's you're vulnerable and they can take advantage of you. Other times they're trying to stop you because you have the ability to stop them. And I kind of feel like that's what happened with Cass and why it was so good at hiding from me. Because if I knew it was in the house, I'd, I'd have waged a war a long time before we did. Yeah. So it tormented her on her own because that would be more effective for it to scare her and make yeah. her so more what, vulnerable. So what were like the first signs that, that maybe she knew something was like kind of dark going on with this, with this uh, thing? So it like first started out with like scratching in the attic above my room. Ooh. And when we first moved in here, the person before us was, they, they just didn't take care of the house at all. So there were mice before they moved in. And I just kind of played it off. Like, it's probably just mice in the attic. Yeah, mom's telling her it's, it's like squirrels or something. I'm trying to be logical about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're always trying to give a logical explanation of something well, you can't really explain. Your kid and be like, yeah, it's yeah. Human. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <well>. right? <laughs> um, but then it turned into, like, footsteps and that was really weird because that would always happen super late at night and nobody went up there like i don't even know what that no it's a little like it's one of those crawl space entries to an attic there's no steps to walk up it's it's a hole that was in her closet that you would have to climb up into gotcha yeah i got one of those in my house yeah yeah but nobody goes up there or anything so there should have been no footsteps up there again I sort of talk to like relatives and stuff every once in a while who have passed on. So I played it off as one of them trying to joke around because they do tend to do that sometimes. But it started getting worse and it started sounding like stomping. And then all of a sudden it just all stopped for a bit. And then that's when it turned into the really terrifying things. And started affecting the rest of us with just like, bad luck things that you could maybe um, explain away. Loss of a job, uh, power steering going out on the car on the highway, windows almost smashing my head. It started affecting all of us, um, but you couldn't really say it was paranormal because it was just like a really bad run of luck. But then it, it started to amp up with Cassidy and be more terrifying for her at the same time. So yeah, tell them like the worst that moment, that most terrifying moment. To be honest, the entire thing was terrifying. None of it could really one-up each other. It just progressively got worse, but in general, the entire thing was absolutely terrifying. This thing wind up manifesting itself physically, like showing itself to you? Yeah, that one night. The night you moved out of your room and never came back? Well, no. Yes and no. So it started off, like, after the footsteps stopped, it started just kind of, like, feeling like I was being watched constantly. Every time I walked into my room or walked down the hall out of my room to go downstairs or go to the bathroom, I just, I was being watched until I walked out of view from my room. And then at night, I started feeling like something was watching me and I'd look over and I don't know how I do this, but I can kind of feel like where things are. And to me, it felt like it was either in my closet 
or right beside my closet to the right in a corner just staring at me and once I sort of got used to that and calmed down a bit about that it started moving closer to me every stop every time I started to calm down it just got closer and closer and closer until eventually I swear to god I felt like when I would go to bed and lay down it would be like standing on top of me staring at me Ooh, that's kind of creepy. and that's when I really had it but one of these nights I was looking towards my closet because my bed was like across the room I was looking towards my, clo my closet because obviously something's going on I don't feel comfortable so I'm staring that way so I don't see anything I can convince myself I'm fine but then all of a sudden I sort of see this like sideways rain falling to the right like there's no rain I'm in my room but I see this like little cloud of rain falling and it was like gray it was really weird I can't exactly explain it but that's the closest thing I can relate it to it was like green huh like like sideways was this the looking night of the storm or a different night I don't really know when it you was never told but me it this was little rain thing before I have but it, it was like before it started like standing on top of me and standing at the end of my bed and stuff And I, to be honest, I've never fully seen it. But one of these nights was like, it was the most terrifying thing I've ever been through. And I can say that for a fact. I was in my room, I was getting ready to go to bed. And all of a sudden the power goes out and I've never liked the dark, with but a now I have a real reason. loud thunder lightning situation. Yeah, it We was had a like thunderstorm. thunder, lightning, then power went out. And I just see this huge black mass standing right next to my bed. And it was, it was so dark. I, it was darker than pitch black. I can't explain it. And I just run out of my room screaming and crying. I was terrified. Yeah, like, it's already black in the house because the power went out, but this thing was darker than that. Yeah, like they're dark. Yeah, it's weird when you explain these things because it's like you want to explain like it's darker than the night. You know, Yeah, it's like weird. the street lights outside, other people's porch lights, they're all out. The whole neighborhood, well, the, our section of the neighborhood had lost power. So other than there's no moonlight, it's it's a thunderstorm. How do you see something that black in the dark? Well, that's evil, you know? When something's Yeah. that that black and that I was downstairs, she came down just hysterical, could not calm her down. I had to pack up her school clothes for the next day and drive her to my dad's house to spend the night. She she didn't want anything to do with this house, her room. And she never did sleep in that room after that. We had to move her room. And to be completely honest, I still have trouble sleeping in the dark. I, ne I haven't slept in the dark since. And Have you I'm moved? still horrible with thunderstorms. I have panic attacks every time there's a thunderstorm because I'm terrified the power will go out again and I'll see something like that. Even though I know there's nothing like that here anymore, it's I'm just scared it's going to happen again. I don't ever want to go through something like that again. Have you ever moved back into your room or you, you don't move in, you don't No. live in that room anymore? It's a storage room now, lovingly called the demon room in our house. We haven't been back in since. You know, I don't even go in there alone. So how did how did you how did you deal with it to kind of get rid of it? Well, they came to film 
And uh, as soon as her mentor got here, we didn't know who she was going to be um, or he. And we opened the door. There's this girl in her bare feet. And I loved it because my kids are always in their bare feet. That's like psychics naturally ground themselves all the time. I'm in my and bare so feet other, right now. <laughs> so do other people too. But, you know, it's, it's like she was in her bare feet already, had done some grounding outside, I guess, opened the door. We all kind of broke down with like the emotional connection that we felt. She walked in, turned around, walked back out, said, no, I got to ground some more. <laughs> she felt the energy of what was in our house and turned right around and went back out. And then it really acted up over the next couple of days. And of course, when you're filming, they don't want to get rid of it till the last day. So we're all sleeping in the same room together because it's extra angry, affecting the film crew, you know, affecting the audio, affecting people that are here helping us take care of the dogs and stuff while they're filming. And uh, the last day, her and uh, Santana, her mentor, did a cleansing themselves. I mean, my kid, it was the first time as a parent that I had to just step back and let her do her thing and trust somebody else. And it's in like that negative of a situation. It was tough to not as mom, it, this thing lit the part of the, the cleansing was what, like taking a bowl and putting like fire yeah. in it. And there was like rubbing alcohol, which is highly bowl. flammable. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you set it on fire and you throw salt in and, like the last time right before my mentor threw the salt in, I had made a little speech about saying like, this is my house. You have to leave. You're not welcome here anymore. She throws that salt in and it looked like there was a literal explosion. And I don't know if this is hundred percent correct. This is just how I saw it. Again, there's fire in the room now. It's going to be a bit blurry for me, but I swear I was cornered like there there's like a triangle of fire on either side of me and I was trapped in the corner that I thought it would be standing in when it first started coming out of the attic I thought it was standing in that corner and now as we're getting rid of it it's cornering me in that corner and I just froze up and after that I don't really remember what happened the next thing I remember is both my mentor and my mom having either one of my arms and yanking me out of the room. I was not even allowed with them for this. We were all down in the uh, like base camp area listening in. And I heard people start to yell, fire, fire, there's a fire, there's a fire, cut, cut, cut. I go running upstairs with like a real heavy beach blanket to just, if I got to throw this over my kid to put the fire out, whatever I got to do. And uh, they got it out by the time I even got upstairs, but there's still a burn mark on the floor. Um, oh, wow. And this this girl finished it, though. She went right back in. She finished the, the, the cleansing. And I, I crap you not, as I back downstairs in this base camp, my husband started to get nauseous. And he's like, this isn't good. I am so sick. And the next thing, the one of the girls on the crew, she's like, I'm so nauseous. I'm so sick. And as I turn around to go grab the trash can for her to throw up in, she goes out the door and throws up. So like projectile vomits. Yeah. So like the, it seemed like this thing tried to jump into whoever it could to avoid having to leave. 
and um, she she kind of showed it its way out by throwing up in the bushes <laughs> outside the wow. door. Yeah, big thank you to her. Yeah, That's so crazy. you know, you could there was like a physical culmination of when this thing left. Um, you could you could literally just see it getting worse and worse and worse and worse, and then that that whole thing that people explain where like everything just gets lighter and feels better yeah, when it it's over so much calmer after that like yeah. i yeah. was hysterical i just got cornered by fire and everything but after she you know puked it felt so much calmer in the house and it was, hey. it was a lot nicer <laughs> It just all ceased after that that day. That nothing else well, happened after that. There's well, a really funny that. story about the next day. So what they did was try and contain this thing in a box. Basically, I guess they created a Dybbuk box. Um, even though I saw the girl throw up out the door and assume maybe that was the demon leaving, there was still this this box that they contained it in and sealed. Um, so the next morning the crew and her mentor went and buried this box in a secret location that we didn't even know where it was. Obviously that would be a bad idea if it could draw us back for us to get the box. So we don't know where the box is. So they leave, they go home after taking a couple pictures of the burn floor in case there's any kind of insurance claims that need to be made. Um, and I talked to them on Monday and I said, you know, Hey, how was your trip home? And they said, well, actually, and I don't know if you remember this because you're from the area, um, the exit that they buried the box off of, they were driving by that exit on their way back to New York, and a guy in his car slammed on the brakes, and there was a police officer following him, and the police officer had to slam on the brakes, so then, of course, he turns on the lights to pull over this car, and the guy gets out with the machete and goes after the police officer, and then the police Jesus. officer shoots him three times. <laughs> Good God. Dude survived. And all this happened at the exact exit where this box was buried. Coincidence? Yeah, maybe. I, it's, it's one heck of a story, though. It's hard to believe that it's But not. I don't know if you remember that in, in the news. Um, guy with the machete goes after the police. It was 181. I think maybe by Grantville area somewhere out that way. Oh, okay. But yeah. That was the next day, so I I didn't go without a fight. Wow, that's... it was still fighting back the next day. That is really weird. weird. It is really weird. <laughs> that's totally weird. Good God, I yeah I've never uh, I've never really experienced anything like that. I mean I I mean I I think I have over the years, but like I can never claim that it was like demonically. I, I was involved with the church. Um, and I uh, did the uh, blessings with the church, and uh, we did one blessing that was uh, pretty amazing, um, actually. Uh, we did it over a weekend, uh, and the whole church, the whole congregation came to the house and did the blessing. And uh, actually, we took communion in the house. The whole congregation took communion in the house. It was it was awesome. As a Catholic, it was probably one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. I've never seen a church do that, and, and they came to this house. and and did it and uh it you know the activity i promise that was a chair (laughs) (laughs) that was kind of random (laughs) just to be clear that's all right (laughs) 
But I mean, I thought it was like a really special thing. And uh, the activity actually stopped, but it didn't stop for long. Mm -hmm. Maybe like a year, uh, it was dormant and then it came back. And when it came back, it came back stronger. And uh, they actually wound up moving. Uh, they moved out. And it was Did a new work? house. It worked for about a year, but then it came back. No, I mean, when and, they left, when they moved, did it did it, it follow did it follow? them? No, it didn't. No, I think it was something maybe associated with the land. It was farmland at one time, but the house was brand new, which was really weird. And um, we had so many strange things in there and uh, just doors opening up on their own. And uh, it would answer like one night I was in there and I said, you know, I think it was the first night I ever investigated the police. And uh, I said, you know, we were talking about the case. And I said, I ah, probably had nothing going to happen all, all night, you know. So I'm not really stressing it. If something happens, it happens. And uh, we had static recorders throughout the house. And we had one in the son's room. And they said the son's room was pretty active. So I stuck a static recorder in there while we were setting up cameras downstairs at all their you know, the hot spots in the house. And uh, when I said that, you know, probably nothing, you know, this thing probably ain't going to show itself tonight anyway. So um, uh, little did I know, I captured a, this really creepy voice in the uh, son's room saying, I'll show you, you son of a bitch, oh, wow. in, the, uh, in the recorder. Yeah, and I captured it on the recording. Uh, it, it's pretty creepy. I was like, Absolutely. wow. Like, it definitely heard me, like, all the way down here. It heard me and answered me in another room in the house. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it was just a lot of weird things. It it, it might have been something, you know, I don't know if it was demonic. I can't claim it was, but it was uh, it was some creepy stuff that uh, I'd never encountered before. Um, it would wear their clothes, things like that. Uh, the father was missing like a shirt for like months and months and months. And all of a sudden, the uh, the youngest son or the oldest son slept in the basement and uh, he wakes up to what he thought was his father standing in the doorway wearing this shirt, this dress shirt, a white dress shirt. And he said he woke up and he's it's standing there and he goes, dad, is that you? And he stood up and uh, the thing took off through the uh, basement and every part of the room that this thing entered, the lights came on, boom, boom, boom. And they, oh they came, oh, came God, on and it, terrifying. yeah, it went into a back room. He chased it into a back room and <laughs> only thing, it was a dead end. There was no way out. So it went into this room, and there was the shirt laying on the ground, oh, all dirty. Yeah, it was all dirty. And uh, these people were like the most down to earth. They weren't. They didn't have any kind of psychological issues. The father was a marine. The mother was uh, um, like a like a biologist. Uh, their kids were in the service. I mean, they were. I mean, you know the apple pie people of the United States, you know what I mean? It's just like, they were the nicest people ever. Uh, their hospitality was incredible. And, uh, but the mother had psychic abilities. She could tell the, she could actually tell the future. Um, she would see things in her dreams and they would come true. Like airplane crashes and stuff like that. She predicted an airplane crash and it happened. Yeah. The premonitions. Yeah, and uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't take anything into it. And then she had said something to me about something that happened, and it came true. It was um, 
something about brakes on a car. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, she said, you need to check the brakes on your blue truck. And I didn't have a blue truck, but I, I did have a blue truck. I sold it to my brother-in-law. And um, the brakes actually went out on the truck. Like hmm. two weeks later, they went out. And almost, you almost got a real bad accident. I was like, whoa, that's weird. Yeah. That's totally weird. Like, how the hell did you know that was going to happen? And I'm like, I don't, have, I don't have a blue truck. And I was like, oh, my truck. I sold it. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it happened. It, but it, I can't explain it. You know, there was some really weird stuff in there. And she's seen this figure. You know, actually, the husband's seen the figure uh, leaning over the bed at his wife while she was sleeping. And uh, he said it was totally creepy. Like, the sunken face with a hood, black. It was. He said it was just horrible looking he said he, he said he thought he was dreaming and, and it was still there and he said he like, couldn't move like he was frozen yeah well, sometimes and, uh, i wonder you know is it always something demonic or is it just there's other negative things out there you know sometimes there's even just nasty human spirits yeah uh, i mean look at some of these murderers and, and killers and you know you gotta think they were pretty nasty in life they're not gonna be very good in death either you know mm -hmm. Exactly. And I mean, there's inhuman spirits that aren't necessarily demons. Uh, it, it's, I guess it's kind of really hard to tell at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some what it is. There are some weird things that I, I can't explain. I don't know what they are, um, whether they're demons. I, I know they're they're black. I've seen them. I can't explain what they are. I always thought they were maybe not as much as uh, demonic, but uh, some kind of interdimensional kind of thing, you know, that can yeah. jump in and out of dimensions. And it's, it's just weird because like I said, I have a video of this black thing, you know, creating itself. And yeah. Is that the one you showed me? Cause that's yeah, that seriously one. impressive. I just, I cannot explain that video. I can't explain how that thing manifests and, and disappears and moves across the room and, it, like this closet was like a portal that where it's showing itself. The main part is that's a closet right there. They can never keep their closet uh, shut. It always opens on its own because this thing is coming in and out of that closet. Yeah. What is it with the closets, you know? Uh, yeah. You know what? And I've done a lot of cases with children and they all see the same thing out of the closet, this black stuff with red eyes and, and, and you know, if there's something to it, I think I, I don't know yeah. exactly what it is, but. There's a it's, reason kids have a fear of the closet and which one's the chicken and which one's the egg, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? <clears throat> I've done a lot of cases with kids and um, they all see the same thing. And, you know, they're little, not like they've, they're, they've watched TV shows and they've seen these TV shows with the black things and all this. These kids are little, I mean, like four years old, five years old, and they see these black things with red eyes. It's and so that's, hard it, when they're that age to just, they're so imaginative anyway, up until at least 10. It's really hard. Like, okay, what is just like your nightmares, your childhood fears, and what's actually something affecting your kid? It's really hard to know the difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just none of these kids knew each other, so how, how the hell can they all have the same, see the same thing? You know what I mean? This black thing, red eyes. Even the parents see it, you know? Uh, yeah, I, the, this thing hid from me. That that blows my mind. That it was. That's when I learned a lesson that there's always more to learn in the paranormal. Oh yeah, more questions than answers.
without a doubt. Without a doubt. We had two more rounds after that, though. I mean, it didn't. I don't know if it's Oh, the it didn't same. go I don't. easy, huh? I don't even think it was maybe the same one, um, because whatever came back, like you said, it was even stronger. So it's like it sent in the first string the second time instead of the second string. The yeah, you know, and we had it had more ability when whatever came back the second time was able to move around the house rather than being. pretty much stuck in the area of Cassidy's room. Yeah, I could do way more. Like, what kind of stuff was it doing? It was affecting all of our personalities. Um, I think I had told you about, you know, it, the one time I, I'm pretty convinced that it hopped inside my youngest daughter. And Cassidy was around her dad one time where she saw him completely change. Yeah, I can tell that story. That story's fun to tell. Well... I don't know how close your sister is outside the bedroom door. I don't want to freak her out. If she can get ready to go to bed. But um, it was definitely, it had more mobility. It had more power to jump in and out of people. Not like full-blown possession or anything, but momentary um, times where Adam or my youngest daughter, they just weren't themselves. Wow. I t like I said, I've seen a case like that. I did a case in York Haven like that. Um, I I wouldn't. I, from what the father was saying, almost like it was a possession where um, the daughter just <laughs> locked him in the basement. He was in the basement, and and the daughter locked him in, and uh, just heard his younger daughter screaming. He wound up having to kicking the kicking the door off the hinges to get out of the basement, and uh, his oldest daughter was. chasing the youngest daughter with a pair of scissors trying to stab her and um he said when he grabbed her he just started screaming at her but there was like nothing there like just like she was in some kind of trance or something and uh and that was a really strange strange house that's where i the only time i've ever smelled um uh, these foul sm smells that are kind of associated with demonic things was in that house and um I, I couldn't explain where the hell that smell came from it, it was pretty gross and intense Yeah, you but described it last time, and I, I'm very thankful I have not smelled that before. I know people associate the smell of sulfur, but what you yeah described was definitely no not just the smell of sulfur. no it wasn't sulfur it smelled like a decomposing body uh it if you ever smelled It makes the you sense. you know yeah yeah and like feces mixed it was oh my god it was disgusting and it's you know as quick as it came is It would be as quickly as it left, you know, and you're just like, how the hell is it? I mean, I searched that whole house, and uh, I never found out that smell, how the hell, how it came about, where it came from. All I know is when they read Psalms out of the Bible, it happened. Um, yeah, they were reading Psalms, and that's what the owner said. The, yeah, the father said that, you know, He was he was pretty religious, and he said, you know, when I seen that black thing talking to my daughter, um, was another black thing, this black figure talking to his daughter at the end of the bed. He said, I just started reading Psalms out of the Bible, and um, that's when the foul smell started happening. And he wasn't lying when they read it. The first time, the first couple of times my investigators read it, I didn't smell anything. But then the third time, I smelled it. I was like, wow, that's rank, man. And they didn't smell it, but I did. I mean, it was like right in my face, like someone was like blowing it in my face. And I'm like, God, that's, that is wretched, man. What the hell is that? And um, it was gone. 
but every time they did it, it did it, and, and it was totally weird. I've, I've never experienced it since in, in all the years of investigating, just one time in this little rinky-dink row house, you know, like, <laughs> there's no explanation for it at all what whatsoever. Uh, it was the little girl possessed? I don't know. I didn't see it. I'm just, you know, I wasn't there to see it. I've, I've always wanted to see it just as an investigator standpoint is, is if this is real, I, I would like to see it, you know, and record it and video it to validate it. You know what I mean? That's what we do as investigators is to validate this stuff. And, um, it sounds I very scary. It, it sounds very scary, but I mean, we have to bring it to the forefront. You know what I mean? If it's real, then we have to bring it to the forefront and show people, hey, this is real. This stuff's real. And uh, we need to uh, be able to validate it and figure out how this stuff happens. And maybe is there an answer to uh, fixing the problem, you know? Yeah. It is, is the Catholic Church the only way to fix the problem? You know, as far as I've experienced, there's been a lot of negative stuff that other people have been able to handle. But if it's true demonic, is it is it only the Catholic Church? Do other religions have the capability or spiritualists have the capability of getting rid of this stuff? It, it would be nice to know the truth and not the the TV version of the truth. Um, Sarge had a question. Yes, yeah, uh Sarge said, uh, I've heard spirits talk about the protected. Who are they? Question for Chris. Um, I, I don't, honestly, I've never really heard that exact phrase before coming from any spirits. And the only thing I can think of is, you know, there are certain people here on earth that are living that are meant to, um, you know, fight evil in a sense, or have the ability to resist evil. So maybe maybe that's what they're referring to, people that have angels with them that they can't really hurt, that they're just too protected. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not sure because, um, you know, Cassie was affected by this horrible thing. Knock on wood, though, she was not hurt by it. Was she protected? What What is protection, you know? Like, will you never see anything negative in your life if you're fully protected? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I can't answer that. Um, I really don't. I don't know. Uh, I was involved with the psychic before. Um, I don't know if you knew Barbara Mackey. You ever heard of uh, Barbara Mackey? No, I've heard of Bobby Mackey. That's the end of song. Barbara Mackey came on, on a, uh, a show we did for the haunted and uh, she was a psychic and uh that was like one of the first things she asked me it was it was weird but she's like do you protect yourself and i was like um yeah i mean i protect myself i guess i mean i've always i'm catholic so i always wear you know saint, saint michael's medal and stuff like that i did i i don't anymore but i did um and um she's like you should you should always be wearing that because I don't think you've been protected. I'm like, yeah, I've been baptized and you know, you know I've been confirmed in the church and all that. And she's like, no, I'm thinking of another way. And I'm like, I don't know any other way to get <laughs> protected in the church besides you know, I, I 
throwing holy water on myself or something like that. I, I said, I've never had anything bad really happen. Uh, I mean, I have, but not like been like possessions or anything like that. So I, I couldn't really relate to what she was talking about, but she did say things that were kind of relevant to what was going on, which was, it, it kind of made me wonder a little bit about people that had psychic abilities. Cause I was like, I don't know how the hell she would have known that because we didn't tell her that. And I know the film crew didn't tell her that because they didn't know either. And, uh, but she, she knew, uh, it was strange. Um, and I still keep in touch with her here and there, but, um, she said some really strange things that I couldn't really explain how she knew it because the film crew sure didn't tell her. And, uh, actually the people that were there wind up telling us that day what, they, were, they couldn't they actually started crying and everything else. And uh, it, it was weird because she was like, yeah, I see your grandmother dressing you all up the same. You were all dressed the same. And they were like, how the hell did you know that? You know, like, there's no way you could have known that. And their grandmother dressed them all the same at like Easter and stuff like that. So it was, yeah. it was, it was weird. Yeah, it was it's, like, it's fun when that stuff just comes out of nowhere. It, it was def definitely strange. I was like, whoa. And they were they were they were definitely uh emotionally you know driven after that because then they were asking her all kinds of questions. She's like, whoa, 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 slow down. And she was like writing it on like a piece of paper, like just like jotting words down. Like I guess when they came to her. Yeah, she was just like writing writing words down. And then she would start elaborating on the words that she wrote down, like uh she'd be like backyard. And she was, you guys used to play in the backyard a lot and out by this tree, tree, such a tree. And sure enough, dude, all that stuff was coming true. What she was saying, I was like, well, she was, yeah, we did. We played out here and we played over there. She said, yeah, there's a big tree with like a horseshoe on it. And sure enough, there was a tree with a horseshoe down there. And no one knew that horseshoe was even there. I was like, whoa, that's. Yeah, that's how the cool. yeah I was like, wow, that's pretty awesome <laughs> so what else happened uh transpired after that before things finally like calmed down well we had the the second whatever it was um and we managed to clear that with the help of a friend who her son was on the same season as psychic kids and she has abilities you know his mother and she can do like remote cleansings so we did a couple sessions with her, plus the same thing we did the first time here, minus the fire. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we skipped the fire part. <clears throat> so that seemed to clear up. And then the next thing we were dealing with, what we, we called the minions, it seemed like there was three little ones around that really weren't affecting us or doing anything, but were kind of acting more like spies watching us to they report to other ones yeah they just watch and i called them the minions because they seemed kind of short and there was three of them together and you, her and i could like see them and feel them and sense them and where they were and one day you know one of us said it to the other one and the other one's like oh my god you see it too and that's the only reason we knew they were there and that they were just kind of more like spies that would report back to other higher level demons and whatever that's just the theory we came up with as our own family dealing with it and then uh i ran into carl john well we were at an event with carl johnson the one day 
who focuses on a lot demonology, of right? stuff. Yeah, he's a demonologist. And uh, I literally called them the minions. And he's like, oh, yeah, the minions. I'm like, oh, that's what they're really called. And he's like, yeah, that's what they're called. And I'm like, oh, okay. So tell me about them. He's like, no, you have it on the head. Like, they just, they come and they watch you and they report back to other ones. And yeah, so I guess there's just a target on her back, my back, whatever. But eventually we just didn't feed into it. We wouldn't let it scare us. We wouldn't let it bother us. And so far, so good between that, a bunch of crystals, some sage, <laughs> believing in ourselves and not giving it the fear that it wants. So far we've, we've made out all right, but you never really know what the future has in store. Yeah. We, I mean, it's like, we work on protection and grounding a lot. <laughs> yeah, my entire room is filled with crystals and sage and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not taking another trial. So what, what do the, uh, what do the crystals do? To me, I believe each and every one of them have like a special thing to them. Like Rose Quartz is said to be like a love crystal. It helps people fall in love. It helps them stay in love, you know, stuff like that. Um, I don't exactly know what all my crystals do. I just but she can feel the yeah, ones that I, like I'll put feel my good hand to her. above a crystal and when I feel like a lot of energy from that crystal I know that's one I need that night or that's one I need and I, it's just in my room anyways so I just keep it there or if I feel like something weird's going on I'll like sleep with it in my hand that night or I'll have it on my dresser next to my bed that night I always spray myself with sage before I go to bed. I, like yeah, the I spray said, I'm, sage, I'm not, not taking, the smoke sage. Yeah, I'm not taking another chance. I'm going to avoid it as much as possible. I've heard of people uh, putting salt around their beds and stuff, too. I don't know what the validity of that is, but um, I guess it wards off evil spirits or something. I don't know. Yeah, supposedly they can't cross over a salt line. And we did salt as part of the initial clearing of the the first negative entity that we had um but there is supposedly you know you have to do it a certain way because if they can't cross the line you could actually be keeping them in the house yeah if you don't do it in the right order that you give them a path out that you're pushing them out of the house and leaving it not in like one windowsill or doorway as you're going along you can actually trap them in oh wow um I don't know how true that is, but it's something I've heard. And when we did it, we did it in that way that we gave it a path out and went like from one end of the house, to the other from top to bottom and kind of, what do they call that? When, you know, like you take the, the bulls and they, they you got to put a barrier on either side. So they go in one direction. It's kind of like that, but with salt. Like a funnel kind of. Yeah. So, you know, you push them out and if somebody doesn't know what they're doing with salt, if that theory is true, you could actually just trap them in your house. They can't get wow. out if they want to. And then they get really angry if you try and put a bunch of sage and smoke around and then they can't get out because you blocked them in with salt and it can it can stir stuff up quite a bit. Wow, that's, I don't know that. But yeah, that said with the crystals too, like scientifically with crystals, they all have a different frequency, a different vibration. Um and then people translate that into feeling like they have different metaphysical properties that some heal, some absorb negative energy, some give you positive energy. 
Um, so there's a whole metaphysical theories to it, but there's also scientifically proven wavelengths and frequencies that they, they all vibrate at. That's why they use quartz in watches because it vibrates at a very specific frequency that helps keep time in watches. Yeah. We use them in computers and everything. So yeah. yeah. Um, I think Scott's in, uh, joined us tonight there. Are you in there, Scott? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. I can hear you. Uh, uh, hey, 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 how you doing? How you doing? Hey. Good. How you doing, Scott? <laughs> hey, Cassie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? All right, you sound terrific. Yeah, I just wanted to say one thing. About, oh, you sound you sounded great. Um, one thing I wanted to say about salt. Salt also used in a lot of voodoo. Um, they use it. Uh, you put it around your uh, your door, your uh, the, the border of your door. So if someone you with bad intentions can't cross. Um, it's also used for cleansing. Uh, I was recently in New Orleans and I had a situation and I actually had to go to the voodoo store and I got a uh, spiritual salts and Florida water and they told me what to, uh, what to do in it. And I actually went back to the hotel room and, you know, cleared myself and took the bath in the, in the spiritual salts and the, uh, the Florida water. And I basically just laid in bed for a minute and passed out for two hours and woke up and was completely relieved of everything. Um, so, yeah, salt's actually a very powerful thing um, in in voodoo, also in, uh, yeah, I guess, the paranormal. I don't I don't see many people use it, but I know of it, more of it used in, like, voodoo and stuff like that. Yeah, I had a friend who was uh, had uh, psychic abilities, and she was uh, always talking about salt, like protecting yourself with salt, like, Put it around your bed while you slept and stuff like that. So I didn't. Well, I never knew in, what the validity of it was. Even in some religions, um, I know you know in Judaism, uh, when people get a car or something, they wrap salt in aluminum foil and they'll put it in their glove box, and it's supposed to protect the car while you're driving. You know, while you're driving and everything, protect you in your travels. So different religions have way different, you know, different uses and philosophies of it. So you uh, you travel around the uh, the country just investigating uh, haunted places, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm honestly I'm no different than you know most other people who who love to investigate as well. I just got back from a road trip two days ago. I was on the road for 21 days, 6,400 miles, uh, just just under 6,500 miles, just living out of my car with me and my dog. We went wow. to uh, we did we did investigate a couple locations. Um, Oh, you know, it, it's great. There were a lot of locations that I was at that I really wanted to investigate, but you know, I was you know living out of my car and trying to keep a budget low. And a lot of places, you know, it's a hundred dollars to you know for three hours here, or you know, a hundred dollars for you know an hour here. And sometimes it's just not worth it. As much as you sit there and you'd be like, God, I really want to, really want to uh, to to investigate this place, but. You know, yeah, I just did a huge road trip and uh, came back. And I, I do like to, you know, go out and do road trips. And again, but it's no different than what everyone else does. You know, people who like to investigate, they I just try to line up three, four locations, three, four nights in a row and, you know, go out and investigate. Uh, the road trip wasn't even planned. It was just something that I kind of did last minute. Um, I was just trapped in my head and I just needed a long drive. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's a long drive 65 later, miles. yeah <laughs> that's yeah that that was um it's it's funny as i just woke up and i called chris and like i said it really wasn't even supposed to be anything paranormal i was just getting away i was kind of like just trying to you know flee from my thoughts 
Um, and then I know, send them to all kinds of cool uh, places and force. We have places. a um, we have a shared uh, Google account, and there's a Google Maps. And next thing I know, I mean, she just started pinning all these different places, and. I didn't even know where I was going when I left. I was just heading down to New Orleans because that's like my favorite place in the world. It's also, in my opinion, you could have figured out how he ended up in Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) So I figured I had to step in and help out a little bit. (laughs) So so I was heading down to New Orleans. Left his GPS at home. (laughs) Yeah, I left left my Garmin at home. So she just started pinning all these all these great places and. Um, I just started kind of going to, you know, picking what I wanted to drive to. And like when I, when you do a road trip, you know, I like to, you know, if I'm going to drive from here to, I went out to, uh, Skeety, Oklahoma is really my first spot where I was going to. And instead of just saying, you know, Philadelphia to Skeety, Oklahoma, um, you know, you put a bunch of little spots on it. So it keeps you on the back roads and not on the main roads for while you're road tripping. And then you get to see a lot of cool stuff, but we did get to do some investigating. We got some really good evidence. Uh, with the places we did investigate. Um, but doing a road trip also, it's she wanted me to investigate way more than I wanted to. She's like, there's a cemetery. You're going to be coming up to a cemetery. Like, pull over and do some EVPs. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, I'm road tripping. I'm tired. I'm like, it, mentally and physically, you're, you're worn down. And, you know, then that also has a chance of, you know, like spirit attachment. And it's something I had my dog with me and I was just kind of like, I'm like, I don't really feel like investigating right now. I'll go, go to the cemetery and take photographs and we can, but you know, not everything uh, was an investigation. There were a couple of places that I really, really wanted to go. Um, Robert, the doll in Key West, Florida, um, they wanted, they, you know, for what they were charging for, you know, it was like 25 minutes of investigating Robert for what they were charging. I was just like, it's not really worth it. And then if you want to double that charge, they give you an additional hour with the doll. And that's what I would have done. But, you know, again, I just, I didn't have the extra money to do that at the time, but we did get to investigate the Myrtles plantation. It was my, uh, my fourth time at the Myrtles and my third investigation at the Myrtles plantation in St. Francis, Louisiana. That's my favorite place. Uh, to investigate that place just does not disappoint every time you go there you just you, you walk away with something gold yeah i seen some of the evidence you uh you were posting online there with the video and stuff it was pretty cool yeah it's a lot of fun it, it, that, that place is just amazing um I, I have a calling calling to that area i don't know what it is there's just something in me that just just wants to be down there yeah that's what i was telling my wife i said i want to uh I want to go. To, I want to go to Louisiana. I want to take her there and uh, stay in a couple of haunted places. And uh, she hates the haunted stuff, though. She hates it, but I love it. But she hates it. <laughs> I was like, well, come on, we the, gotta stay at a couple of haunted places. Come on. That's the beauty of New Orleans, though. You, every place, everywhere is haunted. It's kind of it's. Oh like, yeah. You know, it's like Savannah. It's like Salem. Just every place is haunted. Um, we, Chris, should I tell that story of the uh, the drunk guy? Um, when they we say were, people just see ghosts like walking around on the streets. Like you, that's the, but, that's what happened. <laughs> um, I, I'm well, talking to Chris. I'm talking to Chris on the phone, and uh, I'm just I forget the exact location I was, but I'm just sitting there, and I get up and I just start walking. I'm just on the street, and I feel something on my right side, just like my right my I'm sorry, my left side. My left side just felt heavy, like just kind of like being weighed down a little bit. And as I'm walking, Chris says to me, you got a drunk guy hanging on you. 
And I took about four or five more steps and I felt something release and I felt my, just that weight going. And she's like, okay, he's gone now. I was just blown wow. away because I felt it, but didn't think anything of it. He didn't tell me it. that he felt it. I felt That's it. That's crazy. It, it, it's, it was just, it's just so weird. But yeah, newer, uh, New Orleans is, uh, I've had the opportunity to invest. Like I said, I've been to the Myrtles a handful of times, uh, four times and investigated uh, three times. Uh, the um, Andrew Jackson Hotel is amazing. Um, I've investigated that twice. Uh, the first time I had one of the most amazing experiences um, that I've ever had paranormal wise there. And uh, yeah, that place, like the history of New Orleans is what, what kind of draws me. If you know the history, it was built three times and burnt down twice. And uh, wow. the Andrew Jackson Hotel, like every building there has some kind of history. Because the Andrew Jackson Hotel, the first time it was there was the courthouse. It was one of the first courthouses in America. That's where they used to hang people. Then it burnt down. When it was rebuilt, it was, you know, a couple different buildings, went through different businesses. But when New Orleans burnt down the second time, it was a uh, orphanage. And the story is six children died in this orphanage. And that's a lot of the activity that they get is like children running around. And um, now, you know, then, then it burnt down again. And now, you know, it's the Andrew Jackson Hotel and, you know, the, the children running around owning it. And uh, I, had a, I had a crazy experience there about, about 10 years ago. And um, I was there for a wedding. We went to actually Baton Rouge, the homeless house, which is also a very haunted plantation. And uh, after the wedding, we came back to New Orleans and we're just sitting in the room and we're watching television and I'm sitting on the floor leaning up against the bed. And my, my friend was kind of just leaning forward next to me on the floor. And uh, we both heard like feet hit the bed. I felt the bed shake and we both heard a giggle. And I just jumped up and started snapping photographs. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't really get anything in the photographs, but it was a really cool shared experience. Um, of what happens in, in this place. Because when we went there the next morning to tell them, like, you know, this is what happened, they gave me a pamphlet of all, like, the people who say this happened or this happened. This is a list of uh, people's experiences. So it was uh, actually really, um, really cool, really cool experience. I had, a, I had an experience like that one time in an investigation where the, uh, it wasn't a bed, but the, something sat on the bed. Um, this was a really weird case. There's another case, like, you, you have, haunted houses and you have haunted locations but there's also haunted people and uh <laughs> this guy this guy was like he was a young guy but he had experiences his whole life everywhere he moved uh it started when he was a kid everywhere he moved he's having paranormal experiences his uh and into his adulthood he was still having them he had he had just had a daughter and she was like two or three years old and uh he called us and I just came out to initially talk to him. I had a couple of investigators with me. We we're going to set up some equipment. So I was just in just getting a rundown of the place. And it was a trailer home. Not like it was a, a, a stationary house. It was just a trailer home. It was a trailer park. And he goes, man, everywhere I move, I, he said, I moved here thinking I could get away from this. And it's still here. He said, then um, I'm talking to him and there's a light on in the bedroom. And I hear the light go click, and the light goes off, and I'm like, there's somebody in the bedroom? He's like, no, there's no one in there. I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, the light just went off. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. So I went in there, and it was one of the old lights where you click it with your, you know, you push it to one side, and it turns on. You push the other side, it turns off, and it was clicked off, and I turned it back on. I'm like, 
that's the clicking noise I heard. It went click, and the light came back on. So when we came back out, I noticed the ceiling fan was on, and the ceiling fan wasn't on when we were in the living room. And uh, I'm like, hey, man, the ceiling fan's on now. And his eyes were, like, bugging out of his head. And he's like, there's no power to that ceiling fan. I was like, what? I was oh, like, there's, there's no power to that ceiling fan. And when he said that, that thing stopped on a dime. Like someone just stopped it with their hand. And I'm like, whoa. I said, man, this is this is going to be interesting. I mean, we already had two things happen in less than like three minutes. Uh, so I went out and got the, my team. I was like, let's go. Let's set some cameras up because there's already stuff going on. So we set some cameras up, and he had one of these really old squeaky beds. I mean, this the springy, old springy squeaky beds. And if you sat on it, it made a wreck. I mean, a wreck of noise, you know, like, it was really loud. (laughs) So we're in the next room over and man, something sits on the bed, like really loud. I mean, you hear the bed just creak down like something really heavy is on it. I'm like, like, that's, dude, that's (laughs) the bed next door. (laughs) We went over there and you can see like an indentation in the bed. And when we, when we crossed that threshold, it came up. I got it on recording. I have to let you hear it. But it is I super you loud. Have all this stuff, like you can just show us and let us listen to it. And <laughs> I have tape. so much stuff. Right, you're 20 stories. years of investigating. I've I've captured so much like EVPs and not much video. Uh, really, I've captured some really good. The stuff I did capture was awesome, but uh, it, it's hard to get stuff on video. Um, when you do get it, it's amazing. Uh, it's It'll freak you out. You'll be like, what the hell? How, how did I get that? Yeah, definitely like to see the stuff, but you end up hearing more than you see. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, I, I'd really love to get more of it on video. I've only had a few incidences where I've been able to capture stuff on video, and it's almost like they can see the cameras, and it's almost – it's like a surprise when you when you catch it, you know, like you surprise them somehow, you know. Like that black <laughs> stuff – that, that black stuff I captured in that house in Ephrata, um, I basically almost hit the camera with like uh, a towel, basically. And I think that's why I caught it, to be honest. I had wrapped the towel around it because uh, the base kind of got messed up. <laughs> so I kind of like wrapped the towel around it to try to keep it stationary. And that's when I captured it. I was I couldn't believe it. I was like, all the years that, of investigating that black shadow thing. I mean, if you if you have to wait for evidence, that was worth it. Yeah, it took ten years to get that. <laughs> ten freaking years, and I finally captured something on video. I was, like I said, I was watching it, like just watching the, the evidence when you know, two o'clock in the morning, and I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, dude, I got I got something. I was like, it was like hitting the lottery. I'm freaking screaming like two o'clock in the morning. And my wife's like, what the hell are you screaming about down there? I'm like, I finally caught the shit on tape. You know, on video. I said, it's unbelievable. I can't believe it. She's like, comes down. She goes, what the hell is that? I was like, that is a ghost. I think. I, said, I don't the know what it is. family just rolls their eyes at this point. I always run downstairs. Here, listen to this EVP. Listen to the ghost talk. And they're like, oh, my oh, God. again. I've, I've captured so many like voices. <laughs> uh, the Landon House, the, the whistling was amazing. That's probably one of the highlights of, of investigating for me. Yeah, that was uh, insane. Yeah, you're going to have to hear that. Maybe yeah, I want to hear that. Saturday. Yeah, I want to hear it too. I mean, I don't think he has it loaded up is what I'm saying. Like you guys. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't have it loaded up, but I'm going to do an EVP night one night and play some of the best ones I've captured. It's not just like a... 
It's not just a whistle. This is like a it whistled a tune. Yeah, it it's whistles insane. it back. Ooh. And it only whistles that tune. It won't whistle anything else but that tune. And uh the weird thing is is it whistled the tune to me and I only knew how to whistle it because I I captured it on a recording one night. I was whistling Dixie and it 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 whistled back at the other end of the mansion. And I couldn't really make it out. I was like, wait a minute, somebody's whistling. But I had like I said, I had a static recorder down there and it captured it. And I was like, dude, I hear the whistle so clear. I know exactly what it sounds like. When I go back, I'm whistling it. It's it's gotta respond. And it did. And I, I thought at first maybe it was an echo. And uh I whistled all kinds of different tunes to see if it would, you know, the same thing would come back and nothing came back. And I whistled that tune, came right back. I was like, whoa. And the good thing is there was a lot of people there that heard it too. So I had a lot of witnesses to it. I wasn't, they, they could say I made it up or something. You know, people like to say you fake stuff. And I hate when people do that. I'm not in this to fake anything. This is what I do. That's what I really like to do. When somebody says I fake something, I get really pissed, you know? There will always be those people, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, like, I posted that video on YouTube, and, there, man, there's so many people saying I faked it with, like, CGI. I am not technically savvy to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, <laughs> I don't even know what the hell CGI is. So. <laughs> like, oh, that's easy to fake. I'm like, dude, if you, if you only knew, that's real. You know? That's why I like to do a lot of the live stuff is, first of all, with with the live, I, Chris can't leave her house. So I, you know, I, I play to Chris. We, we work together when we investigate. So with the live allows me to take it to her. But if anybody wants to see it or has any dispute of any of the evidence that we capture, watch the live. You can see the whole entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's great about it. And, uh, that's what I like about it. You do, you're ready to live. If something happens, bam, everybody's seeing it at, 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 that, at that exact time. So, and one awesome. of the best one of the best pieces of evidence I've ever captured was at the Myrtles Plantation. Somebody, one of the viewers, caught it live. Dustin, Dustin, where are you, man? I hope everything is well with you. Um, yeah, but he, he he was just watching. He's like, man, there was just a mist that came in. I didn't see it when I was right there. Uh, Chris was watching. She didn't see it, but. You know, he, he, he picked it out and, um, you know, just cut the clip for us and sent it over to us. And it was one of the best pieces of evidence that I've ever caught. I, lo I love that piece. But, yeah, it was just uh, just somebody just watching. and. Uh, yeah, I think John saw it. it I, I sent that to you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. It was pretty cool. It was like some yeah, kind of mist. Yeah, it was a mist. It, just like what you said. It was like a mist that comes in, sees me with the camera, then turns around and goes back out. It's like, nope. Yeah, it was awesome. I I, I, I watched it. I was like, wow, that's definitely something paranormal for sure. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, nice. if I uh, if I get back, if I can get us back in the landing house again, uh, I'll I'll throw you guys an invite, and we'll you come down here and you'll tell me you'll love this place. It's one of the most haunted places I've ever investigated. Uh, oh, love like that! Really cool place. Love that. Yeah, this place is. Uh, they had the psychic kids there too. Um, th that place was is is incredible. I've never seen. I like I said, there's never never been one time I went there and we didn't have a ton of things happen. Um, from footsteps, disembodied voices. You hear disembodied voices Deirdre like wants to come too. She's in the chat. Can I go? <laughs> oh yeah, yep. You can go. The place is is huge too. So. Uh, yeah, we love Deidre. This place is incredible. 
uh, like I said, I've been I've been to a lot of haunted uh, locations, and that is probably one of the best ones I've ever been to. It sounds interesting, uh, and I like the story of how you found it. Yeah, it just became working. Like your favorite place. Yeah, yeah, it was mine for about five years. I had it all to myself. It was great. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I I was there. It was like one of these places you kind of get like addicted to it. Uh, I couldn't get enough of it. I was there every weekend. My wife, I thought my wife was going to divorce me. She said, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "Landon House." It was like Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. <laughs> yes. I take a break. She goes, "You going to Landon House again?" I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "I don't like this." I'm like, well, "I like it because this place is freaking awesome, dude." Like. You know what I mean? I'm seeing everything from from shadow people to footsteps, the voices, the whistling. I mean, it was incredible. Is that the one with the door shutting too and the lights? Is that the same place? Where the clip, but like the door opening. I'm sorry, not shutting. Oh no, that was up in uh, Ohio in a piano store. Okay, that that clip was yeah. That was that that place was pretty awesome too. Um, I, I never. Got to get back there again. Hey, I showed him the evidence, and then that was it. He's like, yeah, it's haunted. And then he never contacted me again. I was like, yeah, it opened up on its own. Uh, that, that was like one of the first times I ever captured a door opening up on its own. You know, I'm like, all these years, I finally got one on tape. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's just when you get something on video, it's you you watch it about a zillion times, and you oh yeah, trying to figure out how that how the hell did that do that? You know, you're trying to see if you see something maybe you didn't see at that time, you know what I mean? Like some kind of figure or or something like that, you know? There's a video that um that we had from uh, The Conjuring House. And uh, I watched this video probably, it was probably three or four months. I watched this video over and over again. And uh, it was months, three, four months till I saw something else that I just completely missed. None of us had catched it before. So yeah, you just, you, you gotta, you know, keep looking over stuff and you never know always what kind little of little uh, things hiding. Always little things. And evidence yeah. That you gather. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I've been really fortunate. Some of the stuff that I've captured over the years, it's been kind of, been kind of lucky actually. Um, I wish some of the other stuff that I'd seen personally that I would have been able to capture on film, but, uh, Unfortunately, it was kind of like a spur of the moment thing. It just it happened, you know. It's just like it's unpredictable when it's going to happen. So it just happened, and I'm like, oh, I don't have a camera. I don't have anything. And there's some black thing standing there looking at me. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that is, but it's looking at me, and I'm kind of scared shitless here. <laughs> I was just frozen in time, and I'm like, yeah, it's looking at me. It turned and looked at me, and then it just. Phew, took off you know i was like oh my god that was unbelievable that was at landon house too i um i i had an event with like uh a couple people i did my radio show there and uh i was i was always the last one to leave because i made sure i locked the place up and and stuff like that so i said everybody's stuff you know you get your stuff i'll go through the house one more time make sure everything's locked up they were all gone and i was just Going through the house, making sure everything was locked up, and uh, yeah, I come downstairs, grab my stuff, go out the front door, look, just looked off to the right, and there's there's a figure standing on the porch, this black thing. It looked like it was like looking in the window, and uh, I stepped on the board, put my weight on the on the deck board, and it made a creak, and it turned, 
and it looked at me, and I was like, it, it, it didn't have a face or anything, but it looked like it looked like it turned to look at me, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, what I mean? I'm like just standing there, like, oh my god, this is it, I'm face to face with one of these things, and it was only maybe like 15 feet away, and uh, it just took off the other way, like really fast, and it left like uh, smoke, like a residual kind of. Mist. Hmm. Wow. Uh-huh. Black, like this black uh, like cloud almost. It was totally strange. It went through the railing of the uh, the porch down to the ground, and it was gone. I was I ran down the other end after it took off, and I, I never seen it again. It was it was incredible. I was like, wow, man. Was there any and other I, activity that that circled around that area again after that? Oh yeah, yeah. I seen it. I seen it another time. Uh, just in fact, the psychic kids were there. And I investigated the weekend after they had left. And uh, the owner wanted me to take a woman through a, that he knew uh, to investigate the place, a private investigation with her. So I was like, yeah, okay. You know, sure, I would do these things for him so I could gain access to the house. So sure. uh, he was like, yeah, you know, just as long as you take her on an investigation, you can come whenever you want. I was like, all right, cool. So we were sitting there on the couch and, uh, we're just quiet, so let's just sit here for a few minutes and see if we can uh, we'll hear some because you hear a lot of footsteps and stuff like that and voices and uh, you hear disembodied voices like dime a dozen in this place. And uh, we're just sitting there, it's nice and quiet, and we see this black shadow out on the front porch across the window, like and then while it was walking, like it was gliding, like like and it looked like a woman, like with old time like a bonnet on or something like that on her head and she just floated by the window and I'm like looking at the window and I'm like, and I heard the woman get gasped. Like, <gasps> I was like, I looked at her and I said, you seen it, right? She's like, yeah, it was it looked like a woman. It was a black figure. And I jumped up and I hauled it <coughs> to the front door because the front door is literally like, I don't know, 10 feet away. I, I hauled it to the front door, ripped open the front door and there was nothing there, but we both seen it. And I was like, wow. We seen we seen a woman. It, it, it was a woman for sure. It looked like a woman, like a silhouette of a woman. Uh, it, it was pretty awesome. Well, yeah, that's 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 nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a good case. You know, even if you don't catch it on video or anything like that, um, did you question yourself after you saw that? Oh no, I, we both knew what we saw because <laughs> when I heard her gasp, when I seen it, right, I was gonna say something out loud, but I was just like watching it, you know, it was going real slow across the window out on the porch, and I and I, when I heard her go, <gasps> I was like, she seen it. And I looked at her, I'm like, you seen it? She's like, yeah. I was like, it was a woman. She was, yeah, it was a black, look like black, like a figure, woman or something with a thing on her head. I was like, yep. Phew, I hold to the door, nothing. I was like, wow. And that same night, we were leaving out, and uh, it was about 3 or 4 in the morning. It was probably around 4 in the morning. So she left. <clears throat> I'm locking the door. I lock everything up. And uh, I get a call about 8 o'clock in the morning from the owner. And he's like, John, man, I'm going to have to bust your chops a little bit, man. I was like, what, what's wrong? He's like, you left Landon House wide open, dude. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, the front doors were wide open. I'm like, no, 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 no. I locked those doors. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. Both those doors were locked. I said, I was the last one out, and they were locked. Something opened the doors from inside and had them wide open. 
I was like, wow. I was like, dude, they were locked. And then it did it again to me uh, probably like a month later. I locked everything up, and he called me because the doors were open again, man. I'm like, dude, those doors were locked, man, 100%. I don't leave doors wide open, you know? And he's like, I, this is crazy. I can't believe this. And uh, he finally, you know, he owned that place for around 15 years and never experienced anything paranormal until I came in there. And one day he experienced something paranormal at around nine o'clock in the morning. He heard a woman say hello. He was on the second floor. And he thought someone came in for a, a tour of the place because he used to do like tours, historical tours and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he heard a woman say hello. And he's like, hello. She said, hello. He goes, hello. And he went downstairs and there was no one there. He said, man, I went outside. I checked the parking lot. There was no one there, dude. He said, I finally had my own paranormal experience in here. I said, dude, I heard that woman all the time. <laughs> like the first time I went in there, I heard her. I'm like, dude, you, you're a little late, man. I guess you guys just zone out or something when you're in here. Said, this place is haunted, dude. <laughs> there are some people that just are totally clueless, I think, sometimes to what else going on around them or talk themselves out of it, one or the other. Which is fun. Yeah. You know, if, if you're if it's not your thing and you don't want to acknowledge it. But there is something to be said for people paying attention, actually seeing and catching a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I, I investigated with, with a husband and wife like that one time. They would never get anything. And I'm like, I'm like picking up all this stuff. And I'm like, am I like hearing things or, or what? And they're like, well, I didn't catch anything. I'm like, dude, I'm catching all kinds of stuff like in this place, man. Like it's, I'm like, and they're like, you're not like, it's not you. I'm like, it's definitely not me whispering my own name. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting voices going, John. And he's like, name. yeah, I'm like, why would I walk around saying my own name? Dude, these are like, we're not hearing anything. I'm like, you tune up your hearing aids or something. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, this place is haunted. <laughs> See, Chris, Chris would have a ball with that because when we do lives, one of the things that she's absolutely unbelievable doing is picking up real time EVPs. Or I guess it would, wouldn't even be EVPs. It'd be disembodied voices because she hears them as you're walking there, you know, as you're walking down. The yeah, highway. I do too. I'm really good at it. I catch a lot of stuff when uh, plugging into the recorders. Uh, they call it real-time EVP, but I always, uh, back in the day, I just called it plugging in. I just plug into the recorder and walk around the house. And when I hear something, I know that there's something particular going on in this area. You know, like I'll hear like, get out. And I'll be like, oh, you just heard like get out. They're like, yeah, really? I, didn't, I didn't hear anything. I'm like, yeah, dude, just heard it. So I'll, I'll mark a location where where it happened, and then I'll focus on that location. You know what I mean? And uh, a lot of times, I get I get a lot of good stuff out of there, like yeah, that. I'm totally impressed with Facebook Live's capability of picking up EVPs. You can have a recorder going and not get anything, and it comes over on the Facebook Live. As long as you you know you got your ears tuned to actually hearing those little whispers in the middle of watching a video, yeah, they're they're good. They're really yeah. Good. It's like yeah. Sometimes you can pick them up on these different frequencies. Uh, even the recorders, like some recorders have had in investigations. Uh, I've been in the same room and captured an EVP on one recorder and not the other one. Yeah, totally strange. It's like on some kind of different frequency or something. This recorder is able to pick it up. That one isn't. Really yeah, weird. Been a couple of videos that I've seen where people have laid out all the different recorders side by side and tried to get EVPs and see which ones they've shown up on and which ones they haven't. And it's kind of interesting. Some are way better than others. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've had a lot of success with Olympus. 
Um, that's kind of like my go-to kind of recorder. And it's an old one. Um, it's like the DS40, but I've captured so many EVPs on it that I, I don't even think they make this recorder anymore. Um, but I love it. I've captured so much stuff with it. That's my go-to. And I got all the other, like the Zoom ones and the Tascams. And, but my the main ones I use are Olympus, and I get so much stuff with them. Uh, I hate to not use them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got them everywhere. It kind of sucks in investigations. You got like you got like eight to ten recorders out, and I got to listen to all that stuff. So I'm just like, oh, <laughs> man, shit, I got to listen to all this. <laughs> but and you know, things, what the hell? things change. Things yeah, change when you this. upload. I like it. What's that? I have. I just checked my my recorder. Yep, it's an Olympus, and it's a newer one though, and it it will pick up everything. Oh yeah. Like people I, I in the next a, room or three floors up, you can hear their conversations. Yeah, I have one of the D. Uh, what is this one? This is uh, the sixty DVM sixty, I think it is. And this thing, it cost me like hundred and sixty bucks. It was expensive, and that was man, that was probably ten years ago. And uh, man, you can hear your intestines turning with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear what I ate for lunch with that thing when I plug into it. <laughs> Uh, Cassie oh, things awesome. dropped mine on the floor. I gave her a look. She's like, let me see it. It almost went flying across the room. I'm like, give it to me. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, I love doing this stuff. And I love, I love doing, uh, talking with people that are like me to do it, too. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. We have some stuff in common. Oh, yeah. I, I don't get to talk to many people besides, like, Sarge or, or people in my group, Uh that are really into this, you know, and that want to learn stuff about it. I got a bunch of new people in my group now. Um, they're all green as a can of green beans, but uh, <laughs> they're experiencing things and they're like, dude, we heard disembodied voice in our last investigation. It's like, this house is like, has totally intelligent haunting in it. Like, uh, it, it answers your questions, you know. Yeah. How did you Saturday know? turn out then? Like, did you get to go over any evidence from Saturday? Um, they were up there and I believe they're going over the review now. Um, they said they had a, uh, a ball move when it's like, there's lighted up, uh, cat balls that they light up if you move them. Uh-huh. So they had to sit in there and it, it lit up and moved and for, it shouldn't have been moving. So it moved, yeah, but, Andrew uh, and Scott had one of those. They could tell you that. Yeah. Story. Yeah. The cat USS Salem. Capo was up on a, uh, on a pillow for, <clears throat> probably 20 some minutes uh we one was going off so we decided to put another one next to it the one that was going off continued to go off the one that was next to it never went off after about 20 some minutes the one that never went off rolled off the pillow and went off and uh it was it was really it was amazing yeah that was that's a that's a that's a great location very active location that was a great experience we and we caught we caught all that on video which was really nice too that's awesome. Um, I, yeah, I did a. I I investigated a place in York one time. It was a just a regular old house, and uh, these people. We you know we started investigating, and it was active. We had things going on. We were hearing voices and stuff. I mean, I heard a voice just doing a walkthrough. I heard like a, a female say, "Help me!" in the basement, and I was like, "Damn, I just heard a voice." And uh, I said, this is going to be interesting. So. We did the investigation. We did the went back, did the review with them, and showed them, "Hey, we caught this, this, this," and uh, we left. 
Oh, yeah, excuse me. Um, we left, and I wasn't even gone two minutes. Like, yeah, they come back. I'm like, what's wrong? They're like, um, right when you left, the bedroom door slammed shut, and it sounded like someone was beating on the door from inside. So I was like, oh, wow. Right? So I was like, okay, I'm only like two minutes away. I turned around. I came back, and uh, they were standing outside in the driveway. They wouldn't go in the house. So I'm like, oh, this, and this is during like a work week, you know, I think it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something. And uh, so I said, okay. So I went in, and uh, Don had was up a little further. So I said, well, I'm just going to go on by myself. So I went in, and sure enough, the bedroom door shut. I hear the TV on. I'm like, well, door shut. They're not lying about that. Uh, Don shows up, and he's like, you want to go in? I was like, yeah, well, yeah, we got to go in, man. Like, the door shut. We're going to see if something's going on in there. So I open the door. The TV's on. Walk by this dresser, and uh, – there was a set of papers on the dresser and they flew up in the air. Like someone grabbed them and threw them up in the air. I was like, whoa. I'm a whoa, dude. And these knickknacks, they moved. It was a husband and wife knickknack. It looked like they moved back, like slid back onto the uh, dresser. And Don's like, did they move? I'm like, I think they moved, dude. And uh, we, we, we got by the TV and then the TV got distorted. Made this weird, like, like distortion and it made a pop and poosh, I'm like what the hell is going on in here dude like this is really weird man and um, he's like you know, I don't know what the hell is going on but that was totally weird I'm like yeah there's something really strange going on now like we done stirred up something now you know and uh, so we, I, I think Dom went up even but I stayed for a good while while they were there until they were relaxed enough to go to bed and uh, they wound up moving out. Um, actually, <laughs> that's a good way to end this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, I actually had the house blessed. I, I came in with a priest and we had the house blessed. And this was funny. We're doing the, uh, we're, <laughs> we're doing the blessing and uh, we're coming around to the kitchen and we hear a growling noise, like a dog, right? Like a big dog. Like, and he looks at me, he goes, where's that dog at? I'm like, they don't have a dog. He's like, excuse me. I was like, I heard a cat. <laughs> go, go away. Yeah. I was like, they don't have a dog. And he's like, they don't have a dog. I'm like, nah, man, they don't have a dog. He's like, um, should we do this blessing again? I was like, you think? <laughs> I said, what do you think? He goes, I think, I think maybe we ought to do it again. So he does it again. And, like, and he's doing the fast version this time. It's like, okay, she sprays. I mean, he's trying to get the hell out of there, you know? That's and, a lot uh, of activity, though. Like, I don't think yeah. I've ever been in a situation where doors are closing, TV's changing, papers oh, it are flying was all at once. Yeah, See, it, was, was that, it was insane. Was that, a, uh, was that a personal residence? Yeah, it was a residence, yeah. See, that's, I, I, you know, I've done a handful of personal residence. A lot of the stuff is I, I've done is a lot of the, you know, the bigger known places um, yep. around the country. I, the, the personal residence, that's, I, I would love to get more into them. You know, even over the years that I've been doing this, I never really had any kind of like, never had like clients been like, you know, like you did, like, you know, can you come and investigate my house, stuff like that. Um, when you get into the, the, the personal residence, uh, that's, you know, there, there's some nasty places and nasty, you know, uh, things going on in some of these locations that you can rent out for the night. and They're really active. But when you get into the personal residence, I think that's where you get into not necessarily demonic, but more 
active because now you're coming into oh, yeah. what is really their territory, which they're fighting for. You're getting into uh, you're getting into stuff that's never been investigated by any paranormal investigators. It's yeah. not like you know some of the big locations you have lots of people investigating, and I think sometimes the spirits get kind of uh, bored, you know, and just like get tired of all these people coming in and out of there. But the residents are. Man, it's raw and uncut, and you never know what's going to happen. You know, yeah, um, they haven't ever had anyone investigate, so they're like, "What? No. I don't like this. I don't want this." Or they're like, "Yay, finally, someone who can actually pay attention to me." You never. Yeah, know. yeah. And I wound up having to talk to the landlord. Uh, he wouldn't let him out of their lease, so I, you know, I said, "Well, give me the landlord's number. I'm going to call him." So I called him, and he's like, "I said, look, the place is haunted." He's like. I lived there my whole life. I never had anything happen. I say, well, that doesn't mean the place is not haunted. I said, I'll, I'll present you the evidence, and then you can go from there. So I met him. We sat down, and uh, he started listening to the audio. He goes, this is out of my house. I was like, yes, this is out of your house. These voices are from your house. There's no one in this house making these growling noises and this help me and these get outs. And, you know, I said, this is in your house. He's like, What's making it do that? I said, there are no explanations to this, sir. It's just happening. I said, maybe it's someone in the house that's like a conduit to something that may have been laying dormant for a long time. When they moved in, it activated it. You know what I mean? I said, I have no answer to why it's there, but it's there. And uh, he let him out of the lease. He let him out of the lease and let him move. Yeah, that had and, to be uh, like a hard conversation to approach. Yeah, he said he grew up in the house. Yeah, he grew up in the house. He said, "There's nothing. I've never had anything happen in this house. I said, sir, I heard, I heard it help me in the basement before I even started. It was a female. And he's like, well, my mom died in that house. I'm like, well, there, there you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm here. I heard a female. And uh, the daughter slept in the basement. And uh, they noticed things were happening because one day the daughter made the bed, and she came back, and all the covers were ripped off the bed laying on the floor. And uh, she refused to sleep down anymore. She moved out of the basement, moved back upstairs. And that's the first place I went was the basement. When I heard that, I was like, I'm going down in the basement because yeah. evidently something doesn't want you down there. If it ripped all the blankets off the bed, it doesn't want you down here. And, and I heard it help me like immediately. As soon as I walked in there, I'm like, oh, dude, this is going to be good. You know, this is going to be good. <laughs> That's sad, though. The help me is like you either feel bad for him or you wonder if you're being tricked and you got to figure out which one it's going to be that night. Yeah. You know, and I always ask him, how can we help you? And I never get a response. Never. Yeah. Never. And I've heard that so many times in investigations. And some of them have been like really despair sounding to like, help me. And you know, you're like, yeah, well, how Just can like we a help you? Kid's voice. Yeah. Yeah, and like, how can we help you? But they never respond, and uh, it's it's kind of heartbreaking a little bit, you know. Absolutely. Well, like at Linda's house, we had a little girl said, "Get out," and then like later on in the night, we got another EVP, "Don't leave," and it's like, okay. I know my kids are really confusing and don't know what they want, but apparently, ghost kids are the same way. It's like, which one are we leaving? Are we going? Which one do you want us to do? Yeah, I mean. I've heard them like say get out or you know I like, said so the creepiest one I had was the I'll kill I'll kill his kids and then the daughter dies like two months later I was I was mind blown over that I was just like oh my god I can't believe this this happened to me you know what I mean like I, I felt totally responsible for that 
like I said, it, I I stopped investigating for two years behind that. Um, um, I want to just real quick. Um, I think Cassidy is gonna go downstairs and get a snack and oh, get ready no, for was, bed. I was say something else. Oh, you were gonna say? Oh, something? go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. For like, I don't know how long, but at least like ten minutes now, my ankle feels like something's grabbing. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if okay. I just cut circulation off for too long, lying on it. <laughs> <laughs> you been gripping your legs and hearing all these scary stories or what? <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe I just cut the circulation off. Or, <laughs> or something's actually grabbing my ankle. I don't know which one it is, though. I just wanted to mention that just in case it meant anything. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully it didn't mean anything. <laughs> hopefully nobody breaks an ankle in the next couple of days. Yeah, I'm, I'm praying it's, it ain't me. Yeah, I got to go to work. Ankle as well. <laughs> Layla, she's so jealous. <laughs> she likes to be on the radio. I'm oh sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you do want to go do that or if you still want to stay. I know you mentioned a little bit ago you're thinking about going and getting a snack. Well, that's what I'm getting. I don't need to yet. Okay, so you want to stick around? Because <laughs> right. the next story, I don't know if you want to hear it. What is it? The story he was about to tell. It involves someone your age that went through something pretty crazy like you did, and it didn't turn out very well. All right, yeah, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to go grab a chat. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, can, I can text you when that's done if you'd like to come back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go get a snack. Just text okay. me when the story's <laughs> over. All right. Chris, didn't you, when, um, when, when they were over filming and they were having the, uh, you know, removing the, uh, the entity... Didn't before it left, didn't it release like a final growl at you? That was the second one. Um, oh, the second one. Can you, you can't hit pause or close this here? There, okay. okay. Um, but yeah, the second one that came along, we just got our recorder and we're running it while we were doing the remote cleansing and all that stuff. And we did catch a growl, yeah. Oh, wow. It's not, or more of a groan. Um, and ironically, it sounds just like my dog when she, she relaxes and groans, but she didn't at that moment. She was right next to me and Cassie had the recorder at the bottom of the stairs outside the room and everything. I don't wow. know where I don't, I can't explain it, but she's going yeah, we, off. You want to tell the other story? Yeah. Like, when you hear a growl, when you hear a growl, it's pretty, sometimes they're, they're pretty loud and unnerving and you're like, what the hell? Sounds like a freaking German Shepherd or something under the table. You're like, what the hell was that? Yeah, sounds uh, just like my dog. Yeah, I mean, I heard one one time. Uh, I had to get Don on here. Uh, he was the other founder of, of my team. We started out just me and him together. We didn't have much equipment back then, but, uh, man, we experienced so much good paranormal stuff. Um, he's such a good guy. He's coming back to the group, but, uh, man, he we experienced so much stuff. Uh, we were in a house in uh, – New Cumberland, and uh, they had a door. It was pretty pretty intense. Uh, we're just kind of just talking to them about the investigation, you know, kind of like a pre-investigation, getting the hot spots of the house, stuff like that. And uh, they had a door taken off the hinges, and it was leaning against the wall. Well, as we're talking to her, she's drinking a cup of coffee, and I see the door come off of the wall, and it just smacks her right in the back of the head. Boom! Knocks her to the floor. Uh, she spills coffee all over me and Don. Uh, 
and she's like, oh my God, I, something definitely pushed it off the wall because it was leaning against the wall and it just flew off the wall like this force, you know? And uh, we went to pick the door up and it, it felt like someone was standing on the door almost like there was a weight on the door. And finally we got the door off and it was one of these like really cheap ass doors. That's like, you can lift it with one hand, like a cardboard door. Yes. Yeah, like hollow. Yeah. And I looked at Don, I'm like, was that not me or was it felt like there was like a ton of weight on this thing? He's like, yeah, dude, it was like, it was really heavy. Like we could barely lift it together. And uh, I lift heavy stuff all day long. And that it was like, there was someone laying on it, you know? And uh, so we finally get it off and she sits down at the table. We got coffee all over us. She just spilled coffee all over us and stuff. And we're sitting there and all of a sudden we hear this growling, like a dog is underneath the dining room table. It's like, I'm like, you have a dog? She's like, no. I'm like, I'm looking over at Don. And next thing you know, these boxes start shaking in the corner. They had boxes stacked up. I'm like looking at Don. I'm like, you believe this shit? Like, this is really yeah, happening. Go places with John. Yeah, I'm like, he got some I'm like, dude, I'm not kidding you. You had to see me. I'm looking at Don. I'm like, and I stand up because I'm thinking, holy shit, something's getting ready to happen. I stand, I'm ready for war. You know, I'm getting thinking something's ready. Three ready. things just did. Yeah. I'm like standing up and I'm like, shit is getting ready to happen, dude. I'm a freaking hair standing up with my arms. These boxes were shaking. We hear a growling noise. I'm looking around. I'm like, what's getting ready to happen, dude? Like, <laughs> my eyes were bugging out of my head. I'm freaked out. I'm like, I'm freaked out, man. Like, I'm like, this, we're new at this shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm totally new at this. I'm like, I can't believe we're having all this crap happen, dude. And we don't have anything set up. Like, we're just here for like a preliminary kind of just talk with them, you know? And uh, it, we had so much stuff happen after that. We went back and uh, I, I had to find this one recording. We had, uh, it was messing with the sun, the black thing with the red eyes again, right? Boom. It's coming out of the closet. It's the same situation there. Um, I'm in the sun's room. I said, you know, and I'm kind of provoking it. I'm Here I am on ghost adventure mode because I don't know any better back then, you know. And, uh, it's pre-ghost adventures, probably. Yeah, yeah, it's like pre-ghost adventure, uh, you know, provoke mode, and uh, I'm provoking. I'm like, come on, do something to me. Come on, do it. I want you to do it to me. You're like messing with a kid, and I kid you not, I hear this voice like in my recorder. It doesn't. It's not. A, it just goes like in the in the nope, recorder. Nope, I'd be out. I freaking yep. jumped out of my shoes almost. I was like, oh my God. I said, like, turn the light on. <laughs> I did the lights were off. I was like, turn that light on, please. He turned the light on. I was like, I don't, he, he said, what was that? I was like, it was something in the recorder, dude. I don't know what the hell that was, but it scared all the hell out of me. Um, and then we had the ghost box set up in there. We're in the same house. We have a ghost box. And uh, it's going off in the, in the dining room where we heard all the. Um, there's the boxes and the growling and uh you know it's four of us sitting there ghost box here you know i don't believe in the ghost box i got i still have the original radio shack hack shack you know what i mean so i'm like this shit doesn't work you know it's going off all of a sudden you know i'm like if you're here make a noise through the box and all of a sudden we hear this voice like go hell like through like it said hell like through the box over like a span of like 10 seconds like oh it was the creepy i was like Jeez. yep turn that off <laughs> i was like 
turn that box off. I don't even want to hear that anymore. I turned that. I was, I couldn't get that out of my head the whole night after I heard it, you know. And I'm like, oh, what in the hell have we got ourselves into in this place, right. you know? And Especially uh, when you're new and you run into stuff like that, it's like, well, yeah, I, I had no <laughs> idea what the hell that was, you know. And uh, they wound up moving too. <laughs> they were like, where are we moving? I can't imagine. And I'm like. I was like, yeah. I said, I don't know if some of this might follow you, but uh, they wound up moving and they did. Uh, it did stop. It stayed. I guess it stayed in that location, but when, it was nasty. How close was that? I wanted to talk to you last time we did a podcast, and I didn't remember about Pete's. Like, how close was it to that? Was it downtown New Cumberland? The Pete's Cafe. It was. Uh, you know how you come off of eighty three, and you get off on New Cumberland. And you come down to the uh, the light right there. You can go right or left. There's a McDonald's across the street. Mm-hmm. You make a right, go up like two blocks, three blocks. It's right there. Make a right and go back to that residential area. It's right back there. Oh, it's a right off a of off Bridge Street or Brant, yeah, if you're, Brant Street. Yep. Okay. You make a right. Yep. Because I had a friend that lived on 16th Street, which would have been a left, and he in high school took a picture. This is pre-digital. This is when you had to print it out. He took a picture of his house and there was probably seven or eight white figures floating all in front of the windows. Some of them are in free air. Some are standing on the porch. It was to this day, one of the best ghost photos I've ever seen. And that house, no doubt was super haunted. Been in it a few times and the stories, his bedroom caught on fire. It was extremely haunted and it was very close to the location you're talking about that's kind of weird that's kind of weird you said that because she was seeing things outside the house by the trees she had a big tree oak tree in the middle of her front yard and she said one day she looked out there there was a little boy leaning against the tree like in kind of old clothing like Mm -hmm. old old time clothing he said he was just leaning against a tree like with this really weird evil kind of like look just staring at her. She says she got that's, all freaked out, shut the blinds. That's an area that you have to start considering any kind of land curses from Native Americans. Yeah. And that it's so close to the river. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and the Yellow Breaches. That That is was a heavy Native American area, and it could be a land curse that, who knows, it, it could show up like the little boy, but really it's something else. That's like um, New Cumberland's I, very haunted. Oh yeah, I, I tell you, was, there was, I did a case in Newville too. A couple of cases in Newville. That place is really haunted too. Um, man, we, we I've done some cases. Um, I was in a Home Depot one time. I was wearing my paranormal uh, shirt, uh, just put my team logo on it, and um, this lady stops me in Home Depot. She goes, "I have a story for you." I was like, "Yeah." She goes. I work at the incinerator in York. I'm like, okay. She goes, it's haunted. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. She's telling me this story about this. She he, she worked there at the the night shift, and um, she's walking down the aisle and she sees a little boy sitting on a pallet. He's just sitting there with his legs crossed. He's looking down. He said, all of a sudden, he just looks up at her, and when he looks up at her, he just disappears, and he's gone. She said, it freaked her out. But it was such a great story. I was just like, wow, that's such a great story. And I, I wish I could investigate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, but uh, yeah, it's, I've come a long way investigating from when I first started. 
and uh, trying just to use logical sense to some of the stuff that, you know, I did totally stupid back then. I was totally guilty of everything you've seen on TV. I've done it. I mean, you know, when you're getting in there, you want activity and it's like, all right, come on, do something. Come on, come on. (laughs) Let's let's see. You have any power, you know, you don't, you know, you're fresh and you don't realize, you know, that you, that you need the respect and everything else. But yeah, when you're, when you're young, that's, that's what you want. That's, you know, especially back in those days before, like there was all the television shows and everything. You didn't, you didn't know what you were doing. Oh, hell no. I was yeah, uh, doing it before. Like what you see and then. Yeah. Out I mean, I, I watched. Um, and then figuring it out on your own. <laughs> you know, it was like the big thing for paranormal stuff when I was a kid was like in search of. Uh, <laughs> and then sightings came out. What in like the 80s or, or no, 90s? I remember sightings. Like yep. Remember yeah. that. And that was like, man, you watch that, you're like, oh, dude, this was awesome. Finally, something I can relate to and watch this stuff. And then, and then that's Unsolved stopped. Mysteries. Yeah, yep, that's and then Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Oh, but then you get all pumped up when the ghost story would come on and it wouldn't come on all the time. You'd be like, damn. What's I know, this it's one? all this like just... all these people getting murdered and you're just waiting for the paranormal <laughs> stuff. Like, come yeah, on. They're like, they're like, next week, Gettysburg. You're like, yes, I'm watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I am watching that. And then I moved up here from Baltimore, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in Gettysburg all the time. And I was. I was freaking lived there on the battlefield. Uh, I captured some pretty cool stuff on the battlefield. Uh, I got one. I got a, uh, I didn't capture it, but a, a friend of mine captured it uh, at Saks Bridge. We, we call it like a battle on the recorder. Um, of course you did. The whole Two battle. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a little voice, a whole battle. You hear <laughs> like one. you hear like gunshots, uh, cannon fire, and it's like three o'clock in the morning at Saks Bridge. There, we didn't hear a sound. He wow. play. He sends me. He sends me this recording. He goes, "Listen to this shit, man." And I'm listening to it. And you hear this, boom. I'm like, "That's a cannon." Like, what the hell? <laughs> I didn't hear any cannons. He's like, "I said, did you hear any cannons when we were out there?" He's like. No, I'm like, that was a cannon, dude. It was loud. Like you hear the percussion of it and everything. I'm like, that's impossible, dude. We didn't I did not hear that. He's like, dude, the recorder caught it. And it wasn't at Saks Bridge, it was at the metal bridge down further. No, what we is were, that we were, called? I forget. Um, I forgot the name of that bridge. It's an old metal bridge back there. But that's where we caught it at. That's where it was. I'm like, wow. At one time, I showed up at Saks Bridge, and uh, we heard, uh, Christ, we had just got out of the car, and it sounded like someone took a shot at us with a gun. Nope. I, I, I freaking ducked right. I was like, what the hell? I'm like, did someone shoot it? I said, there's no way you can't shoot around here. I said, this is part of the park property. There's no way. You know what I mean? It went, Poof. I was like, whoa. Me and Don looked at each other. I'm like, there's no way someone's hunting back here, dude. This is total, this is all park property. There's no way someone's hunting here. And uh, I'm like, is somebody out there hunting? And no one, no one replied. But it was loud. It scared the hell out of me. I said, somebody took a shot at us. Or <laughs> I didn't want to get out. I was ready to jump back in my car. I'm like, what the hell? Maybe it's just the neighbors. Like, there's some houses close by. They might mess with investigators every once in a while. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to bail out. <laughs> oh my god. So have you uh done any investigating up in uh Gettysburg, Scott? 
Yeah, um, I had a couple friends up there uh, that lived right outside of Gettysburg, and uh, about uh, two summers ago, we were up there. I was up there almost uh, every couple weeks, and they would take me uh, all through Gettysburg. First time I ever really saw a um, a full body apparition was really? um, she one. Yeah, it was. It was about oh my god, it was about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. We were doing a Facebook live. I was live at the time. And um, a storm had rolled through, so we waited for after this really crazy storm, uh, thunderstorm, to roll through, and then we went to this field. Um, it was um, Camp Letterman. You can't investigate the the battlefield, or you can't investigate the park at nighttime. Yeah, but um, some of these hospital camps, you can investigate field hospitals. Yeah, the field yeah. hospitals. Yep. So we went. They, we went to this place called Camp Letterman, which is. Part of it is a um, just a big open field, and the other part of it is a a giant supermarket. Yeah, and it used uh, to we be like a, a it was mobile a home mobile home or yeah a, a trailer park. And then they took. Can you imagine living on a civil war? Oh my hospital? god! Wow! And, and the, I guess that's why it's gone now. These people don't want to live there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no this, and this this was an area that uh, that that. Was a was a hospital for both the north and the south. They just whoever was wounded, they were welcome to come, and uh, you know a lot of amputees, a lot of blood spilled on this area. And we were just walking. I was just walking, and I just kind of looked over, and it was a Scott like I just stroll. you were by yourself. I, <laughs> I just I went on by myself, and I just kind of looked over, and I just saw this figure just like looking at me and walking towards me. Uh, he was I, he was definitely a Union soldier. I saw like the outfit in detail. Um, it was incredible. And just like that, like you look over, it's there, you turn your head, you look over and it's gone. And then you second guess everything. My reaction, I didn't, I was, I was on Facebook live at the time. You didn't see it because I wasn't pointing the camera there, but you saw, you heard my reaction at the time, um, wow. which, which was, but yeah, Gettysburg is, uh, is amazing. I'd like to spend some more time, more time up there. I know some other people who go up there. You were talking about EVPs. I have some friends, they have the, uh, they have the DR60, the Panasonic DR60. Everybody says that's the holy grail of the uh, the uh, recorders. I know Chris has her opinions of it, and yeah, but I have a couple of friends that have it too. I tell I've, you, it's it's, I've it's, heard it's some a amazing... piece of crap of a recorder. It but, is, um, it is, <laughs> it's really crap. But it does catch some. Yeah, that's because all these people are exploiting it now because they know you can get good EVPs on it. But it's really the memory sucks on it. Um, hmm. It's really terrible audio period i mean the audio sucks on it uh but you do get some evps like I, you gotta I question it yeah i was in a room at landon house one guy had that recorder this guy craig i know he had the recorder and i had mine and we asked can you tell us your name my recorder didn't catch a thing his recorder caught this voice plain as day say richard margram plain as day i'm like Wow. I mean, it's just said Richard Margram. I'm like, my recorder captured nothing, not a sound. Hmm. I'm like, I can't explain that, dude. I don't know how well, the hell you did, got that. So many EVPs that I've captured that I'm trying to enhance to hear better, they fall in like the exact same range as a certain pitch of white noise. So I wonder if with the DR60 being just so hard to, you know, it's <clears> just <throat> constant static noise. On that thing, I wonder if it's just like that, where those EV they can just pick up the EVPs better because that's 
the uh, the white noise like decibel range. The white noise is where they're carried in on or something. I don't. I don't yeah, know. I, I've heard some. I've heard well. some. Some of the best EVPs I ever heard were on um, on the DR sixty, and that, that was from uh, Jason and Don uh, Gervais. Uh, they're from Beyond the Great Paranormal. They're, they do amazing, amazing investigations. Well, but they were at the, the Hinsdale House, and um, everywhere they go, they get good EVPs. I was just at the Shanley Hotel with them, and we got great EVPs with that. But uh, at the Hinsdale House, they were ending their investigation. They were just about to leave, so um, they're on they're on like uh, camera, and they say, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do an EVP session, a final goodbye, and everything. And then, then they turn the recorder on. And before they even say, you know, thank you, you know, do you have anything else to say? We're going to leave. Before they even got anything that out, as soon as the recorder went on, there is just an outstanding EVP that says, it's over, get out. And, oh, nice. then, as, and then as they're talking, you hear, it's over. And then there's just like a, like just somebody like sounds like they're yelling, like out of frustration, just going, ah, but it's, it's one of the best EVPs I've ever heard because it acknowledges that not only are they, you know, you're picking something up, but they're completely aware of you. They're completely aware of your time. They want you out of their, there's a, I just, that, that simple EVP just is such a level of intelligence. Oh yeah. And that, the ones we I got just, out of uh, the Marietta case, we just did. Oh my God. I asked, were you, a, I said, were you, uh, are you Amish? It said, <laughs> it answered me back, said, maybe. <laughs> I said, I was like, he's being a little smart ass with us, you know what I mean? I was like, were you Amish? He said, maybe. I was like, wow. And, and another time, uh, man, we captured a lot of disembodied voices out of this uh, house. And uh, they were, in, they were responding intelligently, which was, I was blown away. Uh, we had the K2 go off. Just randomly, like, bam, man, just shot up into the red for no reason. And I'm like, how the hell did that do that? And I'm, like, looking for maybe something that could have set it off. I said, nobody has their phone. They're like, no. I'm like, what the hell did that? And uh, right after that, we hear a voice say, uh, I'm beside you. Okay. And I looked over at Tom. I'm like, just hear that voice. He's like, yeah, man. I was like, I, I, I don't know what it said. I said, it said something. And he's like. I don't know. When I played it back, I said, oh, dude, it says I'm beside you. I played it back in the recorder, and I could hear it. I'm like, oh, dude, it says I'm beside you. He's like, no way. I was like, oh, yeah. So then another time, in the same door opening, we're standing in the same door opening. I said, there's something with this door opening. We're going to do another EVP session here. So uh, I'm like asking questions. We're not getting any responses. And and Carl's like, maybe we should turn the lights on. And uh, I hear a disembodied voice, right? I'm like, Dude, you just hear that voice? He's like, no. I was like, man, I just heard a voice. He's like, where? I said, yeah, I don't know what it said, but I heard it. So I played the recorder back, and it said, not now. <laughs> he said, you can, you want to turn the lights on? And it responded, not now. I'm like, wow, dude. I said, this thing's really smart. Whatever's in here, it's it's intelligent. It's interacting with us. You know what I mean? It's responding to our questions. You don't get that in a whole lot of places, you know? That's right. what we got it. Saxbridge that one time you know it was on the uh spirit box but um yeah it's just like the flashlight turned off and i said thanks he said no problem that's awesome <laughs> you know that's so awesome your name he said something but i couldn't make out what he said his name was but i love that we, sort of stuff we gotta i gotta get you in a couple of my investigations you guys gotta go with me um it's kind of slow right now because of uh, covid and stuff so 
I'm getting cases, but they're like dragging in here and there. And uh, I'm going to Fort Mifflin though in uh, November, um, up in Philly. I don't know if you, any of you guys have ever been to Fort Mifflin. Oh yeah, I've been to Fort Mifflin many times. I'll meet you up there yeah. if you're if you're up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, close to uh, Philly. That's yeah, I'm, I'm right outside Philly. Fort Mifflin's amazing. That place, that oh place is God. very haunted. The catacombs underneath, you'll get yes. unbelievable EVPs in the catacombs. Oh, yeah. I've been there uh, like four times. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been there. I heard the screaming lady like three times there and you know, uh, do, captured her once on, on recording. Do you know that they just found the new room? Another one? Yeah, they just found it. I think uh, it was either earlier... Or it was sometime last year. It wasn't this year. It was sometime last year, or maybe the end of the year before. But they were like kind of digging or something. They were kind of clearing the grounds, and they they found like an entrance, and it just led to another room that they just discovered. Oh, nice! I hope we can get into it. That'd be great. Yeah, we're going there in November before they just reserved the uh, the day. I mean, you pay ninety bucks, but uh, a person. But I mean, you get the fort all night to yourself, so. I can get right, wrong yeah. with that, yeah. you know. You it's can't get wrong with that. Openings and cases are low. We'll have to see Cassie's birthdays on Halloween, so that'd be a kind of cool thing for her to do. Take her down to the fort and investigate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've paid the deposit already, but um, why well, didn't know if they're openings said, or not? It doesn't. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I paid the deposit. You got to have a minimum of ten people, but anybody over that ten, they just got to pay their ninety bucks to get in. Um, yeah. But as long as they're in our investigation, they can come in. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to jump in, hey, I'm I'm game. You guys are more than welcome to come. Um, I gotta watch the cases. If you know, it's not gonna get sick doing it. I'd love to check it out. Yeah, that place is freaking awesome, man. Have you ever heard the screaming lady there, uh, Scott? I haven't. No, no. Oh man, I got it last time I was there on recording, dude. It was awesome. It was What's awesome. It I- like, like, is there anything natural it could be? I know they have the airplanes flying over there. That's Not, the, well, the 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 air the airplanes are paid in the ass because they're it's literally yeah. right next to the airport. Yeah, they stop about one o'clock in the morning. Um, but yeah, a plane had flew over and landed, and it got real quiet. And all of a sudden, we heard this woman. Ah, like we were in the middle of the you know the the commandment's house in the middle of the fort. Uh huh. We were in there, and it sounded like it was right outside of the fort. I'm like, what the hell was that? And I was like, that was a woman screaming. And Dom was like, dude, that was definitely a woman. And uh, we thought it was Diana, this girl in our group. And uh, she had gotten scratched in an investigation. And, you know, she just wasn't the same after that. Um, every, every, you know, she was real jumpy. And uh, But there was a deer running around the fort, a buck. And we thought maybe she ran into that deer and screamed real loud. Because we started laughing. We're like, oh, that's probably Diana screaming. You know what I mean? And, uh Don's like, yeah, that was probably her. But then when we got back to the uh, the little control room we had set up, we're like, did you guys scream? And she's like, no, no one screamed. And I'm like, did anybody else hear a woman screaming? And they're like, no. I was like, dude, we heard a screaming lady <laughs> for sure. I was like, that was awesome. Hmm. That's yeah, the, yeah that's, that's nice. Get you sometimes. I know they got Scott the one time. <laughs> what is that? What is that? It turned out it was a deer. Where was that at? A, a fawn. That was down at Camp Letterman also. Right? You know how oh, yeah. down there. Yeah. It, it took a little bit to figure out that was a deer, not a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've, I've had some pretty cool stuff happen over the years. Um, I've been fortunate. I really have. I, I, 
didn't ever think I would go this far with uh, paranormal stuff, but uh, I did. How'd you even get started in all this? Because I know I reached out to you way back when, what, like early mid 2000s, um, about going to the restaurant that I worked at and checking it out. And yeah, how did you get started in all this? Oh, just uh, like I said, I seen a UFO when I was a kid, and it got me into. Uh, like reading books and uh, just watching the the paranormal shows and stuff like that, and it, I, eventually I was just like, I just want to do it. And they had a thing, uh, a meetup. Um, I think it was like meetups, like, and they would have like people that were interested in paranormal stuff, and you would meet up at a certain location and talk about ghosts and stuff like that. And uh, that's how I basically got started. Um, I hooked up with Don, uh, this guy Don Frank. And through a meetup and uh, started a paranormal group. And we just started investigating like, the battlefield and stuff like that. And then uh, we, we created uh, the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society. And we've been doing it ever since. Uh, he's taken a break from it, but um, I, I've, I still kept, I took a break for about two years after that uh, case up in um, Newcastle. But uh, now, actually, Sarge. Uh, got me back into investigating. He's like, man, you just shouldn't let this stop you from investigating. I'm like, well, it's a, uh, that's a difficult thing that, that happened, you know, and, uh, wasn't, wasn't a very good case that, uh, you never think that kind of thing is going to happen. And it happens and kind of blows your mind away a little bit. It messes right, with my mind yeah. a little bit, you know, when yeah. a little kid dies, you're just like, uh, you know, you get an EVP saying something's going to kill your kids. And then one of them dies two months later from a heart attack that she's only 14, you know, you're like, that's, uh, that's, that's hard to come back from. Yeah. I was, I just couldn't believe it. You know, I was just like, wow, I can't, uh, I can't deal with it. And uh, I stopped doing it for like two years and, uh, but I'm back with it now. So yeah, I'm glad you're back. Cause look at this. Yeah. 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 I, I'm going to start the podcast back and get back into the groove with it. And, uh, it's been fun. I've, I've met a lot of good people. I met you guys and, uh, starting to meet a lot of people again. I used to know a lot of uh, the, the paranormal celebrities and, and all that crap back in the day. And, um, but you know, I'm just, I just want to investigate and try to find an answer, you know, if there is any, yeah, you know, get a it, little closer every attempt, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about you guys coming on Saturday? You guys busy Saturday yeah. night? I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> as Always long as the work comes in. Well, yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, well, let's let's do it again Saturday night. What do you think? No problem. I, I yeah, sounds this good. Is, this is fun. Definitely- oh, hell yeah. I, is, there, is there time? I, there's one story I did want to tell real quick about, because you were talking about psychics, and it yeah, actually has to do with, with Chris and Cassie. I don't know. I know we have the two-hour time limit. I don't know where we stand. Um, yeah, I got like uh, three minutes left. Okay. Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to get it in with three minutes. But I'm <laughs> it's I, a good way to start next time, then. Yeah, we can start yeah, Saturday it, with it. Yeah, I wanted to tell the story about when I, I when I first met Chris and everything. I was actually a caretaker of an abandoned um, nursing home, and I figured, how can we use this nursing home to like you know besides investigate and everything else? We were doing the Facebook lives, and I put a call out to anybody who's psychic. You know, like watch, we'll do a walkthrough and let's say, let's see if you know any, if you get, you know, what you get, if you get any names. The reason why I got the building is because my mom worked there for 
like 15 years and uh, they needed, they closed up, they needed a caretaker. And my mom's like, look, the building's haunted. Do you want to do this? I'm like, absolutely. And uh, so we did the walkthrough and uh, my mom watched the video of the walkthrough and was able to, uh, to, I think what, there were 10 names. People gave 10 names of people who they picked up on in there. And my mom was able to bear, my mom was able to verify seven of the people. Oh, wow. And uh, Chris, I think you gave one name and Cassie gave two names. Or Cassie gave Cassie gave one name and you gave two names. And refresh our memory for Saturday. Yeah, but that that was really interesting when you talk about like the psychics and Chris and Chris's abilities, Cassie's abilities. I've never been, I was never a big fan of the psychics until I met Chris and been completely blown away by her abilities. No, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to wrap this one up tonight. And uh, thanks for. Thanks for coming on, guys. And uh, let's do it Saturday around 8 o'clock or so. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, guys. uh, I'll see you Saturday, 8 o'clock. Sounds good. Have a good one. All right, guys. Have a good rest of your week. You You too. too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, folks, that's a wrap for tonight. We had a two-hour special with uh, Chris, her daughter, and Scott. And, uh, man, it was fun. So uh, come join us Saturday night, probably about 8 o'clock. We'll probably go live again since this, this COVID stuff's ramped up. We're going to do two shows a week, probably Thursday nights, my usual, and a Saturday. So please come on and join me in the chat uh, Saturday, about 8 p.m. when we go live with Chris and Scott again. And uh, shoot the paranormal breeze. All right, all. Have a good night, and uh, see you Saturday. <laughs>